Hi, John. How's it going? How have you been? Hello. Uh... Philip is dead. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> yeah, he sure is. He sure um, is. Um... I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. Uh... What a what a lame guy to die at ninety nine and to not make that final push to one hundred. Yeah, big L. He was turning um, he was turning one hundred in like June. Like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> the th- the thing that I'm really that like I really find offensive is that like you you, you take some poor child out of an orphanage, you you kill him, you take their heart to 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 put it into the body of a barely of a of a barely alive uh royal dickhead um some like unfathomably old just eldritch racist uh and and, he, and it powers him for like what like 3 weeks and then he dies so stupid <laughs> that's that's it's, it's so dumb good riddance yeah um uh but besides that i don't know nothing's really happened uh, just kind of chilling. I had the second dose of the COVID vaccine you, this week, and it, you it did. kicked my ass. I got the I got the first dose this week. Uh, we, we're we're becoming a a healthy podcast. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Uh, h- how are you doing? Just just uh, this is the first dose, right? So just some soreness. Yeah, I I mean the. The the events surrounding me having to go get the the vaccine were just more frustrating than actually getting the fr- the 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 vaccine because like, uh, they were doing it at the mall. I don't know why they they like there are malls. People still have malls. Yeah, uh, I I mean it's not really that big of a mall. It's 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 a very small mall, uh, but it's still large enough to be considered a mall. Um, Have you seen that guy's videos on YouTube where he just walks around dead malls? Yes, re- really good stuff. Kind of scary, yeah. but it was it, it actually kind of felt like that because there weren't that many people at the mall, which like good, but like mm-hmm. it, it was kind of haunting because like most of the stuff there was shut down. Uh, but I my appointment was at at, at one fifty in the afternoon, and that was the latest time that I could reserve. Uh, painful. I as someone who gets up at like eleven. On most days, Ooh. painful. Uh, so I had to I had to take the bus because I don't drive, uh, and I I completely misjudged how long the bus would take to get there, and so I got, oh. I got the 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 bus leaves from like the hub, like every hour on the hour, and so I I got on the bus at noon and I got to the mall at like twelve forty, and I was like, damn. That's the wrong time to be at the mall. I could have left at one and got here at one forty for my one fifty appointment. And so I just had to kind of like dick around at the mall. <laughs> I mean, like that's fair. I probably would have done the same thing because, like, I can be paranoid on times. So, like, I get it. Yeah, I, I found a, I found a nice little used video game store that was open, and I just kind of wandered around in there. It was it was it was pretty nice because they had like a bunch of like they had basically like games for like every console, and it was. It's very jarring because I'm very used to Game Stops that just don't do that. So it's kind of sick. It, it, it was nice to to peruse the 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 GameCube and PS2 games and see what they have. Uh, and then I went to my my uh my my vaccine appointment. I got it, and then 
because they they require you to like sit there for like 15 minutes to make sure you don't fucking die uh mm-hmm. i i missed the bus <laughs> and so oh my god and so i i i was just stuck at the mall i and I, it, for another hour yeah i i was at the mall from 12:40 to like 3:30 that is entirely too much time to spend in a mall alone yeah i th- there was one restaurant open and it was like I got I got like nachos <laughs> and an icy and and a cookie and nice. it it wasn't really food that I should be eating because I'm trying to eat healthier but uh-huh. whatever mall food <laughs> when you're stuck in a mall you gotta make do yeah uh but yeah then my arm was sore like all day yesterday uh and then and then now I'm fine today yeah and that's my that's I, my uh... vaccine adventure. <laughs> My vaccine adventure was a lot worse. Um, oh, no. So, uh, shout out to an unnamed benefactor um, who I, I, I probably should not reveal too many details about uh, because I don't know if this is like strictly allowed. But um, uh, a friend of a friend of the show uh, helped me get an appointment um, with a uh, with surplus vaccines at their store um, a couple weeks ago. And that was why I got the first shot. Um, and then, uh, on Monday I had my, my follow-up appointment to get the second shot. Cause you know, um, they, they make sure that, uh, if you get the first dose, you can get the second dose. Yeah. Um, so I got, and I got this, I got the second dose on Monday. Um, and the night of it was like, you know, I, I, my arm was sore. Um, it was like standard. And then Tuesday, like I woke up and I felt fucked up. <laughs> um, and then I just got worse throughout the day. I got a really, I like, I had like a really bad fever. Um, I thought that like uh like micro dosing uh edibles would be like a good way to, <laughs> to cope with it um throughout the day and it, and spoilers it wasn't um although I don't I can't I don't know how much it was the fever and how much it was like being a little bit high um but I was miserable um time was moving at a at a crawl um I could barely think straight um I think I swabbed down my forehead, like, to, to cool off, like, so much that, like, my, my forehead was raw and it hurt to touch by the end of the day. It Dang. sucked. It was so bad. I could barely sleep. Um, so I guess, so, but I don't, I, <laughs> I have to convince so many people to not get the vaccine. Please get the vaccine. Um, but, uh, on Wednesday I just felt uh, kind of crappy, um, like, normal crappy. And then, uh, by, by Thursday I was i felt totally fine again um so second dose i would say uh, anybody getting the second dose uh take a day off work in advance because you're gonna you might need it um i i I will be getting my second dose on on the 29th of april so let's go uh i tend to not handle feeling sickly very well so i may be knocked out for more than a day (laughs) yeah just just take take time to yourself uh it's it, it can be pretty brutal for some people it was pretty brutal for me um although uh i've heard it's not your mileage may vary and i i think had one of like the worst reactions to people i know damn um but yeah uh feeling good uh i got like another week and a half left and i'm like totally safe or not totally safe but a uh, maximum vaccinated back in action let's go bill gates has complete control over my <laughs> life um <laughs> The feminization process has begun. <laughs> I'm buying programmer socks. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, um, it's it, it's weird that I, I. It's still funny to me that like this this project of ours was born out of complete boredom with in in pandemic times, and it's like we're we're just about coming full circle now. Yeah, it's man, it's kind of awesome. So true. <laughs> so so true. Um, there's something I wanted. To... I had like there was a point where I was saying something that would have been a great segue. And I completely forget what I was going to segue into. Um, Sky, but we we have a oh that's right. Um, this is this is like our closest to an April thirteenth episode. I think. Right, right, yeah. This is going to be coming out on the twelfth. Okay, so. so we we could just delay it a day and then call it the April thirteenth special. No. I don't. <laughs> that would be lame. It's already coming out late for patrons because I was knocked the fuck out in the middle of the week. Um, sorry guys, sorry again. Damn. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, happy April, happy Homestuck Day, everybody. Ha- happy Tomorrow, Homestuck. who know? Who knows if if the official Homestuck team will announce anything at all? I doubt they will, but you never know. They tend to have. Surprises. They will announce. That they love us and that they are our biggest fans. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be so sick. Andrew, come on the podcast. Anybody really come on the podcast. I'll be happy to hear from anybody. Hell yes. Um, Damn. We can stop simping and just do our own thing. Man, uh, last week, uh, the podcast officially turned a year old. And, and this week, the, the, the SoundCloud payment hit my bank account. Oh my god. And it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced because like, I opened my bank app and I see that I'm suddenly down $150 and I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, what? Where'd the money go? Holy shit. Holy shit. We're set for another awesome. year. We got to, we got to make the, we, we got to keep the pod going now that, 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 <laughs> that money has been sent into the void of SoundCloud's pockets. John is looking at the upcoming year and is like splitting up the readings to be increasingly tiny. Uh, so we can stretch it out to keep getting Patreon money for yes! a whole year. Yes! <laughs> for two more whole years, three more years. This podcast uh, is never gonna end. We're gonna, we're gonna finish Homestuck, then we're gonna, we're gonna do the epilogues. We're gonna do Hive Swap. We're gonna do Friendsem. We're gonna do Pester Quest. We're gonna do everything. Maybe we'll branch out and do, do fan-created things. We could do the, the fan games. We can do... I don't know. We can start reading fan fictions for the podcast. Unlimited content. Unlimited content. That's that's the power of the Homestuck fandom. There's never an end to content. So true. And thank God. Um, that said, do you want to get into this behemoth yes. of a reading that you... <laughs> yes! We gotta get this over with. We gotta, we gotta just rip the rest of the band-aid off and just be, good, be done with it. I wasn't prepared for how much there was in this reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I I tried to find, like, a good way to, like, divide it in half, but, like, it was another one of those situations where, like, if I split it in, in half, it would be weird. Two, two weirdly short episodes, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, yeah, we got, we got a couple of things going on here. Um... I guess I'll just get right into it. Yes. All right. Um, so if you'll recall, uh, where did we leave off last time? Was it was it John knocking himself out? Uh, uh, John, no, no, no. John okay. fought Jack uh, in the dream bubble. That, that was the last thing we saw. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Rose, Rose saw it. Um, and uh, okay, so we rejoin on on John uh, in the dream bubble. Um, walking around the battlefield. Um, and uh, there, there's just kind of just kind of scenery here. Um, he, he walks into the, into the, the 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 desert on the horizon. Um, and before we get into any, like, dialogue stuff, he leaves his hammer, uh, next to the car, um, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to make of it, but something about this panel on, uh, 5371, like, just struck me as, like, dang, that looks like something. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if it's, like, symbolism of, like, John moving on, or, Mm. or something like that, because, because... After after John's little fit about uh, Conair, it's kind of going through some changes right now. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's weird that he leaves behind the the popomatic really who hammer and then immediately goes and runs into Vriska. Um, because like that that's like a that that's kind of an obstacle to moving on, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is a cool panel. Um, I just don't quite know what to make of it. Uh, I guess there's. I guess there can be something going on here with Dad because you know the last time he was ranting about uh, Dave Sprite disrespecting Dad, and uh, he just he didn't necessarily he didn't really beat Jack, but he humiliated him. Yeah. Uh, like at the scene, like not at the scene of, but um, or yeah, it was at the scene of uh of Dad's murder by Jack Jack's hands. So I guess there's something going on there with this. But yeah, uh, cool stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, John ventures into the desert um, and wanders among the horses for a while uh, before coming across a passed-out Tavros uh, and, a, and a ring in the sand. Um, and he picks it up and he, he puts it on uh, and, and Tavros wakes up to complain. <laughs> <laughs> he sure um, does. Yeah, uh, Tavros is mad. Um, uh, he he wants the ring. He saw it first. Um, and uh, he but he, he passed out uh after finding it. Um, but you know he saw it first, so it's still his. Um, I I, I just wanted to I, I like I took, I made a note here like wait do Dream Ghost sleep? How does that even work? Um, but I'm not gonna think about it too hard. <laughs> um, and uh. But uh, Tavros wants the ring, uh, because uh, so he uh, so he can use it to propose to his 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 girlfriend. Hmm. Um, and the reason he passed that was that uh, his uh, mate sprit human girlfriend um, has been working him like a dog uh, to hunt for treasure. Um, John initially assertively claims the ring, uh, but upon. Hearing what he wants to use it for, uh, he's a little bit more inclined to, to let him have it back. Um, cause, you know, he think he thinks that's cute. Um, but, uh, in the midst of this exchange, before he can hand it back over, uh, who else but Vriska, uh, approaches? Yo! Um, Yo! There she is! There she is! Um, but, uh, yeah, there she is. Um, we, we get this interesting little encounter, uh, between Ghost Vriska, Ghost Tavros, and, uh, Dream Alive John. 
Um, and this is an interesting and a sudden reminder that John has never, this John has never met Friska. Um, this is his first, uh, face to face encounter with her. Man. Which, which makes it kind of awkward. It, it really, yeah, it really does. Um, this is a very awkward encounter. Um, he's, he's kind of deflated at the revelation that Riska is dead. Um, she doesn't seem to be too perturbed about it, because she, she's, uh, she's come to terms with it, I guess. Um, but as John puts it, uh, it's always sad to hear a friend died, even if you heard about, out about it from their ghost. Um, and, uh, he wanted to hang out when, he still wanted to hang out once the, the once they all met together, uh, between the ship and the meteor. Um... But yeah, we get this weird little episode uh, where Riska has to bring him up to speed on what's going on, why she's dead, um, teen drama, um, and the, the revelation that uh, she actually did date uh, the dead uh, Doom Timeline uh, John for a little bit. And you know, it just didn't work out. Ended on good, good terms, they saw each other occasionally, you know. Very anticlimactic. Yeah, until he died. Yeah, oh. until he died and was he, he was he was killed and died by Lord English. So fucked up. Um, the the whole like the way that this is so just kind of casually brought up and been like, yeah, it didn't work out. Is like it's so like damn, like huh? Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, uh, I don't know, I don't really know if there's much to dig into there besides, like, yeah, that, 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 this is, this is, that's pretty real, um, and, and I kinda, I kinda like that in this weird traditional period we have of the, the beta characters growing up, that something that was such a big deal through Act 5, just kinda in retrospect turns out to be like, yeah, okay, whatever, moved on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Lord English. Um, oh yeah, also, Tavaris is, like, weird and annoying at the revelation that Riska dated anybody else before him as a ghost. <laughs> this guy! He's, he's so annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, uh, move, okay, pages. Uh, before I go on to the dialogue on 5387, I just want to comment on how Vriska looks like a fucking goblin on this panel. It's a good Vriska. <laughs> this, this is a top not this is a top shelf Vriska here. Um But yeah, uh so moving on. Uh let's see. Uh John is distressed with the idea of a relationship they never really participated in. Um but you know there's not a lot Vriska doesn't really have a lot to say about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have to, we have to, we have to talk about Lord English. Um, extremely in character, uh, for, for Riska to bring up Lord English and John just to say who? Classic, classic John. This is a classic moment. Constantly um, out of the loop, not knowing what the yeah, hell is going I, I on. That. It's, it, I feel like this happens a lot, right? Like, it's, it's always so easy to forget that John has no idea what's happening. Um... And then he has to be, like, brought up to speed by other characters. I don't know. I always think it's fun. Yeah, it's great. 
but yeah, uh, Vriska goes on to explain uh, Lord English being the the true big bad, because uh, there's always uh, always a big bad behind the curtain. Um, and she says that a, a true gamer sees stuff like this coming a mile away. So uh, true. <laughs> this is maybe my favorite Vriska line of all time now, I think. It's going to be hard to top this. It's going to be really difficult to top Vriska calling herself a true gamer. It's great. Gamer Vriska. Um, <laughs> we love Vriska. Um, Tavros goes uh, kind of Ben Shapiro mode here. Um, and, and, and calls Riska out for saying, you know, the, you say that there's always, always a bigger bad. Um, there's always someone stronger, but uh, you say he's the last guy. So if maybe the last guy, there's always someone stronger. And it's so fucking annoying. You know what? He might have a point. Uh, surely by your logic, uh, there must be another boss. It's so annoying. <laughs> Like Tavros is just Ben Shapiro now. <laughs> um, and according to Frisco, this is just how he is now. This is just how he's decided to cope uh, with being dead, um, just being a contrarian. And frankly, it sucks ass, and I'm tired of this guy again already. <laughs> he got the the slightest dose of what it feels like to be Frisco, and now his ego has inflated. <laughs> it's ruined him. God. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, John uh, sees th- this conflict that's going on between them, uh, this, this this ribbing, and uh, uh, makes a comment implying that they might have something. Um, and we have this kind of interesting exchange on uh, 5389 um, that I kind of wanted to... I wondered if you had a take on this. Because uh, it... It's a, it, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. Um, Riska says, you know, time passes, we're ghosts now, we get over things, you know, like how I, I launched Tavros off a cliff and then I spent years uh, mocking him for his disability, but you know, we're past that. And then Tavros speaks up and he's like, actually, I still kind of feel bad about that because it sucked. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm choosing to be the bigger man and it's just so like, it's, it's, like, nasty. Um, it's like, wow, these characters should still not be within each other's vicinity. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I do think Vriska has a tiny bit of a point when she says that things kind of stop mattering after you die, because that kind of makes sense. Uh. I mean, yeah. Uh. I, f- I feel like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh. Hmm. You have a really easy license to say maybe I shouldn't say that uh, because it might be spoilers. Um. <laughs> yeah, sure. But it's really funny. It's really funny to imagine that you're just not gonna you're not gonna say it because it'd be something horrible. <laughs> the thing that I was going to say was totally going to be a spoiler for something that happens later on in the comic, and definitely not a hot opinion or anything. No, give me give me your hot opinions. Give me your hot opinions. I it's less of a hot of opinion and more of like a philosophical thing. Uh, I feel like even if someone is hypothetically speaking, if there is an afterlife, uh, 
I, I, I feel like some actions, even in life, if they are really shitty, they are still finite actions in a finite life. And if you are cast into an infinite afterlife, well, supposedly infinite afterlife, Florida is out there uh-huh. double killing ghosts. I, I feel like shitty things are going to end up not mattering after a long time. And I don't know. I just feel like Vriska has a point. And, and I feel like at, at some point in an afterlife, Tavros would probably stop caring about what Vriska did in, in life. I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I just wrote the point of like, you know, a finite life versus an infinite one. Um, but maybe it has, it, it, it really reads like it hasn't really been that long, relatively speaking, versus someone like Arania. Yeah. Who seems, you know, pretty, it genuinely seems pretty moved on past a lot of the drama. Yeah. Uh, uh, is always kind of quick to get things on the move, so I she's probably like in her head has already moved on and feels <laughs> like it's time to move on. But you know, Tavros, it, it's been like two. They've been ghosts for like two weeks. Yeah, I think they. I think they both <laughs> have points. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It, it, it the thing that really strikes me as like, you know, maybe maybe they're not ready to be hanging out again quite yet. Is that like. Vriska specifically bringing up shitty things she did. Um, because, you know, if stuff really stopped mattering, you would stop bringing it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, remember, remember the time I killed you? But at the same time, there's, like, this whole thing going on right now where it's, like, implied they're dating. At least Tavros is implying that they are. Tavros is implying it, yeah. Um, I, th- it seems to me, like, uh, what we're supposed to be getting from it is that Tavros is, um, uh, kind of hyping up, uh, what they have, and that he's kind of just simping a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I just used that word twice in one episode. What's wrong with me? Get it together. Um, yeah, get it together, and shit. Um, but, yeah, but, uh, buzzwords, buzzwords are no. Like, it, it, it seems like we're supposed to be getting from this is that, uh, Tavros is, uh, maybe, uh, a little bit more into this than Vriska is. Yeah. Um, and she seems to have grander designs that may are, that, that may not include anything with Tavros. Um, specifically. Um, but yeah, moving on to the, uh, the, 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 the action, the plot stuff, if you will. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Vriska, <laughs> Vriska goes on to explain... Uh, what's going on with the with the with the big green man and the, their hunt for the big green man? Um, she, uh, her, her explanation of who Lord English is to John is pretty brief. She describes him as an overpowered uh, big green freak. Um, and the the three things that she says that people are doing right now. There's this is a three pronged attack apparently. Um, the three things that are going on are uh, Arania's search to find Calliope. Um, because she is somehow the key to defeating him. Um, Mina's attempt to gather a ghost army, because it's also apparently important. Um, and uh, Vriska and Tavros' treasure hunt. Um, because uh, legend says there's a mystical ancient treasure uh, somewhere in the furthest ring that can be used to defeat him uh, forever. Um, and Vriska has been spending uh, the afterlife picking through the desert 
uh, through pieces of other people's memories from parts of the game and whatnot, to piece together this legend uh, to lead her to whatever artifact could destroy him. Um, while she explains this, uh, John and Tavros continue to fight over the ring. Um, Tavros's reasoning being, uh, I should have it, um, because I'm going to propose to my beautiful girlfriend with it. Uh, and, and John's reasoning is, uh, I think it's cool and I want it. <laughs> Which, you know, is, is good. Um, let's see. Uh, Rosa continues to explain. Um, she, she orders Tavros to fetch the treasure maps. Um, and he does. And Riska reveals the issue with the treasure maps, which is they are all just pitch black with nothing on them. Um, because it turns out that in a dimension like the furthest ring that is, uh, infinitely complex and full of bullshit and makes no sense, uh, geographically, um, a, a map is not exactly the most feasible thing. Um, but, uh, as Lord English continues his rampage through the furthest ring, uh, destroying space and tearing it up, uh, and creating all these, uh, cracks and whatnot, um, those fill out the map, which can be used as reference points to chart a path to the treasure, whatever it may be. Um, so, as Vriska puts it, this is a classic case of, a. Uh, Villains hubris uh, unlocking the key to their downfall, which is you know pretty epic. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and uh, the plan, he, the plan now is to uh, gather. Vriska needs to gather a big ghost army herself to bait Lord English into strategically uh, destroying parts of the furthest ring to fill out the rest of the map so they can find their way to the treasure. Um, and this is what we learn from Briska. Uh, and uh, at this point, uh, we don't really get so much into the conversation as we are just abruptly ripped away back into open bound land. Pain. Suffering. <laughs> Cast into hell uh, once again. Anything you want to touch on before we go into uh, the last open bound? Um, I... I really like this 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 setup for like what Vriska's up to because it's a very Vriska thing to be doing, yes. and it's good for her. Go get that treasure. It's it's the perfect thing for her to be doing, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, i It just kind of sucks that all, the only company she's got to do it with is Tavros. <laughs> yeah. Um, although you know she she's got a pretty big selection of ghosts. Maybe she does like him. Or he's just the perfect guy to boss around. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're good for each other in some way. Although I doubt it. Bold um, statement. <laughs> Bold statement. <laughs> I said although I doubt it. Um, anyway, uh, we are now dumped into... Um, fuck, fuck, shit, whatever. Um, open bound three. Here we are. Um, the last one. This is it. This is the most boring one. It is. It's it. It is really boring. And um, man, <laughs> the, the, <sighs> the <sighs> okay, the last couple ancestors are well, Rufio and Horace are not that interesting. Um, Damara is offensive, but ultimately also not that interesting. Yeah. Um. Maybe a little bit more than some of the other ancestors, 
Um, but this is really a re this is this is really a flash that I really I could not find much in besides uh shock value, and even that was kind of lame. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first thing that we run into when we enter this flash is uh is Rufio, um. And, uh, he is really just a guy. Yeah, because cause he's, he, he's just a guy because he's literally just supposed to be Dante Basco. <laughs> like, like, that's do, do, it. Do, do, yeah, um, that, that is, that is, that is entirely it. Um, I asked you, do you have any of the Dante Basco lore on hand? Or, like, what do we, what do we need to talk about? Or, like, what do we have to talk about with regards to that? It's relevant in this context. Um, Dante Basco, as we all know, uh, is an is an actor, a voice actor, a physical actor. Um, appeared once before in in in, in Homestuck when when Hussey kissed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hussey kissed his corpse. Uh huh. Um, I I assume Hussey is just a fan of the movie Hook. I I, I assume, or maybe it's just, it was. It it would just it was just brought up to like play into like Tavros's character building, I guess. I think he's he's probably a fan on some level. Yeah. Um. I I, I could I I couldn't find that much like lore lore like physical posts that are like, hey, this is what happened. But uh, mm-hmm. considering like I was kind of around at the time, I have like a general idea. Uh, and and, and that is uh the fact that. Uh, he appeared in comic. Uh, Homestuck fans, of course, started harassing him to make him read the comic. <laughs> As Homestuck fans were wont to do with any uh, any real person who appeared in the comic right. back in the day. Right. Um, and, and luckily, he took it well. He read the comic and he became a fan. And Which is insane. Which, which is pretty insane, but like, good for him. Uh, yeah. And I I, I want to say that like he he eventually like caught up like with the comic and was like a current reader uh, around the time that like Rufio the troll was introduced and, and there are like there are like videos out there of Dante Basco like reading Homestuck and, and, and like reacting to Homestuck, um, but. He eventually, like, ended up, started, like, working with Hussey, and that, that, that kind of, like, came around, like, towards the end of the comic, because he appeared in the, the Homestuck 2.0 video, which that eventually got scrapped, uh, so, uh-huh. but we'll never know what, like, what the fuck that was, uh, but I, I think he's still, uh, a Homestuck fan, question mark? I know he references it sometimes. Dante, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the show. Please. Please. <laughs> right, okay. I, I, I found his, his first post in which he references Homestuck, and it's this. Homestuck, my first reaction. Am I reading the right thing? Is this right? Did I goggle the right title? Nine years ago. I think that was a, I think that was a lot of people's reaction to Homestuck. I mean, we were talking about this like a year ago, but like... You know, where we are now, we have all this fantastical uh, bullshit with all these perverts in fancy pajamas. Um, and, like, you go back to page one, 
page one through like 150, and it's some asshole dicking around in his house. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. He actually became like a current reader, like early on into the comic, because I just found a a video posted on October 26, 2012, where he reacts oh where he reacts to Cascade. So he was a, well October 6, twenty twelve. What? October 6, 2012. That was like f- two weeks before um, this reading we're doing right now. Okay. So he wasn't quite current at that point. Um, but it, he wasn't far off. Um, wow. Incredible. Um, Dante Basco, come on, shout come on the pod. <laughs> shout out. We, we can talk, uh, we can talk yeah, about, anyway. we can talk about Avatar The Last Airbender and, and your work as Zuko. <laughs> it'll be great yeah um anyway we have to go back to the far less interesting topic of uh rufio nitram yeah character just a guy um yeah his 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 personality traits are uh he's a pushover uh and he likes anime he's just like me yeah (laughs) wow he's so relatable Um, wow uh, he, he's, he was, he's potentially, he's maybe a little bit of the Jake of the party, where, um, everybody was hitting, everybody wanted a piece of him for a while, um, but, uh, he, he just didn't know how to deal with it. He's more aware of it than Jake is. Um, I actually initially wrote down, he's like the opposite of Cronus, and then Arania says the exact same thing, uh, <laughs> in the recap at the end, and I'm like, yes, I'm so smart! Big brain. Um, but yeah, there's not, not really a lot to say about Rufio. Uh, kind of the key, the the core drama of this one, uh, of this fantastically compelling Flash, is that Rufio and Damara were a thing a long time ago, and then they, they, they had a catastrophic breakup in which Damara, uh, fucked up Rufio really bad, and he became a quadriplegic, and then um, Horus gave him a horse body, a robot horse body. Fucked up. (laughs) And then they dated for entirely too long up to now, and uh, meanwhile, Damara got really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole whole thing in this Um, one is that there's, like, parallels to the the, the Vriska Terezi cycle of revenge shit, but it's just... It's just far less interesting. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing as one of the most compelling uh, plot threads of the comic so far, but with characters we have no reason to care about who just suck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go, everybody. Um, yeah. What do we say about Horus? Um, um. Well, we had the we had the other Ken talk last time. So that kind of applies. Well, here. that's we don't get that. The first impression we get of him, we don't get the horse. We don't get the horsekin thing until like we get to be him, I think, and then talk to Rufio. But like as Mina, when you talk to Horace, like first impressions is that uh, he's just a, a giant creepazoid, um, and he's he's like Equius, but uh, worse. but also like <laughs> British nobility. So worse. He's, he's he's like steampunk. Like that's his thing. And he's... It's so fucking bad. <laughs> I am... Okay, 
of all of the stupid fandoms and shit from like the early early 2010s i think steampunk is the one that i am so glad has like barely survived at all yeah um i <laughs> when i think steampunk i i think of course like early 2010s sh- shit but then like the second thing is like that one tiktok <laughs> with the twins <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That video gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to link it below the tweet we announced this one, and that'll get people to listen to the episode, because like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then they're like, oh, they're talking about the fucking boring ass hat from Homestuck. Oh, this is stupid. Um, but yeah, steampunk. Really stupid thing to form a fandom around. Um... Like, I, I, where we are in 2021, like, we had the whole thing last year where, like, everyone realized it was kind of stupid. Well, no. I realized it was kind of stupid uh, to form a fandom around, like, an aesthetic like cyberpunk. Um, and that was just a complete flaming shit show on the internet because nobody could agree what the thing meant. And everyone agreed, like, and there was a big fight about a video game named it. And it was just stupid. Um... But, like, steampunk is, like, as far as I know, like, not even politically charged. It's just an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I like putting fucking gears on shit. I like having, like, a, a blimp. Like, grow up. <laughs> like, I, I liked steampunk stuff at one point, but that was in, like, middle school. Like, I, I, I read the, the Leviathan book series. Which was a retelling of World War One, but Whoa. but steampunk, and I was like, "Wow, cool, cool blim, cool gear, cool, cool sprocket." <laughs> I mean, I remember as a kid, I forget the name of the books were, but I remember I read some book that like the whole like setting was like, uh, like Victorian like British Empire mannerisms and shit. But you know, they had blimps and they went to space and stuff, and it was like it was cool. To me, when I was like ten, um, but I realized that all those things suck and are stupid. Uh, space sucks. Uh, blimps suck, and uh, the British Empire also sucks. So true. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We've now that we've uh, now that we've lost the radical steampunks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, okay, it, in all seriousness, like you know, whatever it. It it just strikes me as like a stupid. It, it's it's so weird to me in retrospect that it was like a, a fandom that like aesthetics have fandoms because it's so it's just like a loose connecting interest. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, you do you. You whatever. Um, but I still think it was really dumb. Uh, and top hats are stupid. Hey, come um, on, come on. <laughs> top hats are pretty dumb. Uh, uh, okay, okay they're cool in Bloodborne. Okay, you know what, Bloodborne. Okay, yeah, I guess they're kind of cool. They're cool in Bloodborne, so I can say I can say that I can I can see the appeal. <laughs> um, anything's cool in Bloodborne. So true. Um, so true. Uh, shit. Uh, any uh, would love to talk about anything besides these characters. Um, yeah. the 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 thing with Horace that stands out is um, he talks about uh how. Uh, his thing with Rufio to him was just initially a, uh, he basically talks about, like, he just wanted to fuck a, 
uh, a a commoner um but just f- like framing it in like really politically correct language it's just so gross right yeah yeah like that's it like he's like oh oh yes i wanted to i wanted to fuck a a, a buoy um cuz that's what I, I don't remember what that that term is i remember cankery explained it and then I, it fell out of my brain. Come on, you don't, you, you, you didn't retain. What does the, it stand for? The world building. That what does it gets? stand for, John? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. But yeah, it, it, it. There's not a lot to this character. Uh. Initially. Um. And he also just he prefixes everything with a penis. Uh, emote because it's funny because he's smi- He's a smile. Uh, it's not a penis. It's a smile. Uh, Isn't it funny? I do think it's a little bit funny. It is a little bit funny because it because um, I, I I I am brought back to all the like shit post fan trolls that people would make where their typing quirks are just completely stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like a fucking this is like a fan troll quirk. Incredible. Um. Yeah. And then we get to the elephant in the room, which is Demara. John, what was it like reading Demara's translated dialogue for the first time in 2021? Um, Hard to process. Difficult to talk about. Yep. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. Um. (sighs) (laughs) Just, we just, (laughs) just let it, just let it ferment. Neither of us want to make the, uh, I feel like we have to, we have to though, right? We have to say something about it. Um. I don't know. The thing is that, like, I'm... I am 100% sure that this is a racist stereotype. Yeah, Um, uh uh-huh, yep. (laughs) I am very sure of that fact. Um, I guess for anybody who is is not in the know, um, uh, so Demara speaks in, she she, she speaks in Google Translate in Japanese, and uh, all of her, everything she says is extremely vulgar, it is extremely sexually explicit, um, is extremely uncalled for in all contexts. Um, and it is just not great. Yeah, um, it's just very uncomfortable. Yes. Again, I am not, and I am very much not an expert on, a uh, anti-Asian, or, like, specifically anti-Japanese racism. Um, but the, like, the, the image of, like, the, the slutty... Japanese schoolgirl is like kind of a, a pernicious and persistent one. Yeah. Um. And like, there are some things in here that make me think that maybe there's this was tried to that there's an attempt to write this a little bit more like it, it's that it's not completely just one dimensional. Um. But like, it's really hard to get past. Yeah. It it it's also kind of it's it's also really like awkward because like the ages of these characters is very easy to miss. Like, it's it's very easy to miss the fact that, like, these characters are adults. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's said that they were in their session for three sweeps, which would make them nine sweeps, which would be 19 years old human years. Uh, is that what... 
I thought that I thought the implication was that they started when they were human thirteen, and then that human like the, the human thirteen would be six sweeps, and okay. uh, it said that they were in their session for three sweeps. Okay, okay, which would put them at nineteen point five Earth human years. Okay. Uh, so so these characters are adults. It's just like. Really awkward. So we can f- we can formally recognize that Porum is hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, but it, it's 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 like so easy to miss that fact, and, and and then you have this character who just comes out of left field and and is speaking like this. And I I I've seen so many people who like have actually like missed that fact and like think that these characters are thirteen, which. I thought they were 16. Uh, so I missed that. I thought these were just like, you know, teenagers who went to a, a rough high school or had a had a crazy high school experience. Yeah. Um, it's just not good. It's very poorly executed, just like across the board. Yes, I think that, yeah. Um, so I don't really feel like going through the quest of this, this, this section, like, conversation for conversation um because it's kind of a slog so like, i'll just cut to the demara stuff now like the it, from from the dialogue you get with demara when she's when you play as her and you talk to everyone else it's all bad um but there's like a hint there, like there's like a hint that um after uh like th- there was the event with rufio and like her finding out that she was that he was cheating on her um, that, like, caused her to snap, and then it's also heavily implied that she is also working with Lord English. Yeah. Um, that, like, there was some traumatic event in her past that just caused her to be like this, and that she's adopted this persona, like, as a defense mechanism. Um, which is, I think, a, a, a way, like, actually a pretty interesting avenue that they could have taken. Yeah. Um, and the, the it, all, all, all we get is that, is the terrible conversations with Horace and, and shit. Um, and it, it, it sucks to me. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of goes back to like what I said, like last episode where like you get the lines that like acknowledge the fact that these characters are annoying and, and they're pretty unbearable, but it's, it's the fact that like how it's not executed well. Like you, yes. you can make annoying characters, and you you can make shitty characters and have them be like done well. It it they just they just kind of exist. They're shitty and, and not leading to harmful and not leading to harmful stereotypes right, as well. Right, like it's just so sloppily done, and I I I just wish Hussey had done it better. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, uh, we're not, I know, we're not quite done with, like, things that just feel like they, sh- like, an, uh, an outlash at, at something that should have really been thought out better and just have aged really poorly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, the, the Cancri feels more like a, like a targeted, like, you know, I think this kind of person is really annoying thing, but, like, Damara doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Um, Damara just feels like a stereotype that was adopted, like, a a very ill-advised choice. Um, does not necessarily feel malicious, just sounds like, it just feels like, wow, we're going with that? Yeah. 
Um, anyway, whether or not it like it, it's it, the intent was malicious or not, like this 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 sucks to be here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. The only thing I really, the only thing that I re- like that out of everything to do with Damara here that like I I kind of liked was um a, like and I I used liked like very loosely. <laughs> Um, was there's a conversation with Horace um, that I will not repeat the the most of um, because it is very sexually explicit. Um, but uh, at the at the end, uh, Damara calls him a freak, um, which is like you know I was like oh okay you know I don't I don't know if this is just in line with this kind of weird awful sexual role play that's going on in this conversation or if that's just her. Uh, taking a bite out of him um because you know he deserves it because he sucks yeah um there's conversations between uh horace and rufio that kind of elaborate on their relationship where we learn that not only is horace horsekin but he's also a multiple system that's so crazy and epic dude good for him <laughs> I... i'm so It's just so hard to care. Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I... Okay, I guess I'll do the cursory, you know. I have to explain to the Zoomers in the crowd. Um, this was another thing that kind of picked up traction on Tumblr in the early 2010s was, like, uh, the concept of, like, being a multiple... Or, I don't know what the term for it is. It was this idea um, that, like, a lot of teenagers really into where, like... Um, that, that, that you would be, like, the host to multiple different personalities. Um, and I know science around, like, dissociative identity disorder and stuff like that is, like, is like last I checked, still very... Uh, the, the consensus is not there. Um, but it was, it was a big thing among teenagers to, like... Uh, it, it, it was popular enough that definitely not everyone who identified as such was, like had some kind of, like, multiple personality thing going on. Um, but I took, I take no joy in talking about it, because this, uh, this really just genuinely, much like the, the other kin thing, really just feels like a, a punch down at, like, kids. Right. Like, trying to express themselves in different ways. Like, it was stupid. Um, but it, it's really a thing where your best choice of action is just to be like, yeah, let them do what they want. Not hurting me. They're not hurting anybody. Like, let them have their fun. Um, and it just kind of, it's, it, I, I, I just want to articulate somehow how much like this ruined my day. You know, (laughs) I just want everyone else to suffer as much as I am. Um, yeah, yeah, there's the horsekin thing. Uh, that's epic and funny. Um, but in terms of, like, him being a real character, like, the thing that we get is that, like, Rufio tries to break up with Horus, um, and we get this... We, we, get, a, we get a peek at uh, how Horus really is, which is kind of just this ball of anger who has learned to conceal it and make himself appear outwardly happy. Um... And, uh, seems to have no qualms with, uh, implicitly threatening, uh, using the fear that people have of him, uh, to get what he wants. Because Rufio tries to break up with him, 
and he just pretends he doesn't hear, and then Rufio just gives up because he's 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 scared of it. Um, that comes up also in the conversation between uh, Rufio and Damara, but it's mostly Rufio explaining uh, how he feels about the situation uh, versus Damara uh, threatening to feed him, th- either making sexual remarks or uh, threatening to feed Horace to Lord English. Man. Or the demon, uh, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, Horace sucks. It's, I, I, Horace sucks. Um... Rufio uh, talks to Mina, um, and we get a we get to hear about the lost weeaboos. Great stuff. Uh, this is probably the best part of this. This is the only funny joke in this flash. Um, yeah, the the lost weeaboos. How how Rufio uh, he he ventured into the woods as a kid um, because he was uh, his wings were growing and he was scared of being ostracized. And he found the the lost weeaboos. Um, these these people that he could be comfortable around uh, and enjoy uh, his love of uh, of anime, um, and all that. And that was how he met Tamara. Um, I think it would have been funnier if there had been a Weeaboo Dancester. I would have liked that. <laughs> I think this is a real missed opportunity to make the Weeaboo one. You know, just a guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just missed opportunities. Fucking, I hate this. Missed opportunities across the board. Um, can we be done with, with we can these three? Just move on. Tomorrow okay. moves the iceberg. Mina gets through. The the mission's complete. Go through. Go through. What a, we spent so long talking about Kankery and Porum, and this is just fucking bad and boring and stupid. Yeah. Um. It really feels like Hussey ran out of ideas, and then Horace and Rufio were just kind of like a, a nothing sandwich. Um, and then Damar is just there for some shock value. Like, it's just lame. Yeah. I I feel like when Hussey was writing this, like he was in like a rush. Because uh if if you if you look at the the like release dates for these, like there were it, it was some of the first few like Homestuck is going on a break because he's not posting every day. I, I feel mm-hmm. like he really like rushed to like write write up these characters and like get them out there. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, and you know, there's clearly a lot more like like even like Cronus, who we hate, who was terrible. Like, there's more. Um, it. It, the way that they're the way that the characters like the se- the first and second ones are written feel a lot less like they feel more passionate like they're they're annoying and shitty but like you know they got a genuine real reaction to me besides just like I'm tired of this yeah I don't know it's yeah whatever um speaking of uh of the characters from the first couple um uh on her way out of this uh, of the the dream bubble uh mina runs into porim porim talking to kanaya um and attempts and fails to eavesdrop in any meaningful way um porim uh we, the, the tale of this conversation that we catch is uh porim basically saying to kanaya like you know i i trust that you will make me proud um with the way you handle the future of our race um and it was it was wonderful talking to you, and uh, they seem to be very happy um, after the conversation, which is you know, good for them. Good for them. Um, it's I am glad that this plot point is coming back. Um, 
the the whole uh you know rebuilding civilization part of 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 uh of Kanaya's duties like as the comic kind of leans in more into the political bent um and we get more like and like the 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 is is talking about previously like uh defeating low english and like you know creating a new universe in the with the help of the the beta kids and the alpha session um it's good to see the the repopulation of troll kinds come up as well yeah um because there's been a lot of talk with cankery and whatnot of like you know troll uh, before in society uh versus alternative society and i'm, I'm kind of glad that uh this is being brought up um post cankery <laughs> But yeah, good to see this plot point come back. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued, um, and I'm glad that Kanaya has may or may not have things to do. Um, immediately Kanaya does have things to do because we are going to be Kanaya and uh, and uh, go into the lab. Let's go. Let's go. Um, at this point, we we see some familiar faces, and I am I am just overwhelmed with joy at this point. A, a room completely full of characters we know and love. It's great. Thank, thank God. And Mina is there. Um, but she doesn't say anything. Um, so, uh, Dr. Rose, um, there's this really, uh, Kanaya, there's this really sweet bit that Kanaya explains where, um, she says that Porim, uh, told, basically, like, helped her come to terms with, like, uh, how Porim was rebellious when she was younger and she tried to kind of abdicate her duty, uh, regarding, uh, her, her matriarchal duty. Um, and, uh, how she kind of realized over time that she doesn't have to, um, but she also doesn't have to, uh, she, she doesn't necessarily have to sacrifice her own individual individuality and what she wants to do, uh, for her duty. Um, which is obviously a really thinly veiled metaphor for like, you know, women don't like you know and in, in real life you can do what you want right regarding being a mother without having it take away from you it's, it's your choice right. which is like it's extremely thinly veiled um but i'm kind of glad that uh hussey didn't try to veil it any further because i think it's just kind of a nice thing to bring up and in like in this context um and i appreciate that kanaya kind of gets this moment I think it's very sweet. It is. Um, it, it, yeah, it's cool. Um, she also learned how to turn off her luminescence, um, which Rose is really torn up about. <laughs> um, there, there, there's multiple conversations dedicated to uh, Rose wanting the light back on, um, and it's very adorable. Good stuff. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, and then we get my man Dave still <laughs> there in full force, wandering around rapping to himself. Just I, it's, I love this it's guy. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. Um, he is just the, when you when you be Dave and you talk to Kanaya, the setup for that conversation is that Dave is just walking around <laughs> rapping to himself. Um, and just bumped into Kanaya. And he's like, she didn't hear any of that, did you? It's so good. Can't get enough um, of this guy. And he specifically rap. He's like coming up with raps he can use against Lord English. Like he's <laughs> trash talking him. It's so fucking good. Um, 
I agree with Dave brings up in his conversation with Kanaya, uh, you know, I think we have a great dynamic. We should really just sit down and talk sometime and, you know, hash this out, get to know each other. And I agree. I think this is wonderful. I want these characters to talk uh, so much. Yeah, same. Uh, I, 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 I feel that, like, a, lo- a lot for, like, a, a bunch of different character dynamics that, that get, like, bare minimum exploration and mm-hmm. homestuck. Because, man, does this comic deserve to have more exploration in different character pairings conversation-wise? Yeah, the one that really jumps to mind when you say that is uh, Jade and Rose, because I think they've gotten, like, maybe... Like, you can definitely count the number of times they've talked, like, on one hand. Yeah. I remember, like, months ago we got one, and I remember really liking it, and I was like, I hope we get more of this, and then we didn't. Pain. Um, but yeah, now that we've now that we've reduced down the pool of, like, relevant characters from the, the beta universes... Uh, the, it's really, like, even more potent, I think. Yeah. Um, and David Kanai is like, man, this would be so awesome if they were better friends. Um, you talked, so, uh, the conversation between David and Rose, um, more Oedipus Freud jokes, um, the one, this time I did laugh at one of them, and it was, uh, it was Dave saying, like, uh, Oedipus and Freud hanging out, banging each other's moms at this grotesque <laughs> party. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Dave, uh, goes into, um, kind of this identity crisis he's been experiencing, uh, in his whole foundation with a, as a character, which is, is a little bit meta, um, but also pretty fun, where he talks about how, like, a lot of what he does is like make pop culture references and he feels like uh he's kind of a he's kind of a slave to it um and the unfortunate part is that because earth died 2 years ago there has been no more pop culture for him to reference and so he's just kind of this relic of the past um and he's like he feels like he is slated to just be constantly schooling people from 2009 on how to be the best guy from 2009 and it is now 2011 and there is no longer even a human earth man um and just how fucked up that is kind of kind of a meta moment because that's kind of what homestuck is because yeah it's like stuck in 2009 making jokes about shit from like the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm and like, yeah, you get the you get the slightest little jump in time with like 2011 references with the Alpha Kids, but th- this comic is kind of doomed to forever be a, a treasure trove of relics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is exactly why we're doing this, right? So that people uh, years from from when this was released can go back and and listen to two people from 2009 laugh at jokes from 2009. Or two people from 2020. I, yeah, you confused jokes. me for a second yeah. there. I was like, are we in 2009? <laughs> We're about to be. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a constant loop of relics. I, I'm sure that, that someday down the line, someone will do a <laughs> let's listen to the Homestuck oh podcast. God. That would be so awesome. And they will be cracking like 2040s jokes at, at, our, at our 2020s jokes. Oh, this is gonna rock! Shout out, shout out to our our future 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 listeners. Hell yes! There, there, there we go. We've officially future proofed this podcast. 
we love you guys too. Uh, even though we might be dead by this point. Let's go. Um, but yeah, uh, I I like this little meta bit. Um, and you know, Dave, <laughs> I just like everything that Dave says. I'm a, I I have a big Dave bias. Yeah. Um, I think we established that. Um, let's see. Uh, there's this really funny line where, like, um, earlier when Rose and Kanaya are talking, um, uh, th- there is a critical moment uh, when they when they establish they're going to hang go and hang out later, um, and you know just hang out later, um, and uh, and and Dave uh, when ta- he talks to Rose, um, there's a moment where uh, he's like you like you want to recap on stuff uh, like touch base. Um, and she's like, well, not tonight cause I'm busy. And he's like, you're never busy. What do you, like, what, what are you busy with? And she says, I have plans. And he just says, can I come? <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, I love Dave so much. It's great stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, did you note the, the, the room with, did you find car cat in this flash? I did. Did you, did you go in the room with all the other characters? I did. <laughs> I, w- okay, I was good. just about to ask if you did that because it felt like you like, skipped over it, but but no. I did. Uh, yeah. Um, there's the, the room up top. Uh, if you enter it with each of the three characters that are available, something there's something different. You go in with Kanaya and Mina. There's not. I don't think there's anything. Um, besides just Karkat sleeping. Yeah. Unless I missed something. Okay. I, I mean, there's the there's the, there's the little moment where like Mina seems like she's going to wake Karkat up, and and Kanaya gives mm-hmm. her a death glare. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, if you go into the room with Carcat with Dave, um, there is, there is an awake Carcat, or there is the dream hologram Carcat, um, where they have this really great, uh, kind of homoerotic conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun, I mean, spoilers, I know that, like, Dave and Carcat ends up being Endgame, Whoa! Like, in canon. Whoa, what are you talking about? Um, I mean, it does, right? Dave Cat is not real. Is it not? Stop spreading lies. Was... <laughs> What's wrong with I you? I really... Okay, 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 okay. I get the bit. I get the bit. Um, but, uh... Yeah, this conversation's great, though. Um, I love the... I love the, like, the, the self-aware bit at the end where they're... Like, I'm really glad that all of our most embarrassing... All of our most embarrassing conversations occur with nobody else around. They're like, yeah. Um... Carcat not wanting to sleep... When Dave is around, is really cute. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, great stuff here. Um, also, it's Carcat, and you know I love Carcat. Same. Um, but if you go in the room with Rose, my God, <laughs> uh, Gamzee is there. Haunting. Horrible, horrible man. Um, and uh, we we learn here that Gamzee has a a black rom thing going on with Terezi of all people. I don't like it either. What are you doing, Terezi? Come the fuck on, Terezi. It really makes me concerned for uh, why she didn't want to show her face to Karkat in the last flash. Yeah. Um, really hope she's doing alright. Um, yeah, uh, not not great stuff. Um, but there's also the implication here that Rose just kind of has known about games the whole time and has just not done anything about it. 
Um, cause she says like, you know, quick, go back into the vents before anybody else finds you. Um, which is like, you know, I, I get that Rose is like the seer and ostensibly the architect of everything that will be to come. And she's super smart and has like, you know, she's, she's got seer shit going on. Yeah. Uh, but something just does not sit right with me with like her just letting Gamsey chill out. Um, I want this, I want this man to suffer. I want blood understandable <laughs> um but yeah that's pretty uh let's see um that's pretty much what there is with this oh wait no there's a little there's a little at the end um so proceeding on in the flash uh there's the Irania check-in um she gives us a backstory on the characters that I don't give a fuck about um uh, I do really like the line from... I think everyone likes the line from this, where Mina is like, Irania, why are we such a pair of such gorgeous and sexy failures? Um, I, know, that, that's, I know that's a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good one. It's good. That's us, John. So true. So true. <laughs> so true. Um, but yeah, in the conversation with Irania, um, it comes up that... Uh, Irania is starting to believe that uh, maybe Mina's plan is also important, and uh, they kind of reach his agreement to cooperate um, and aid each other in a chair punt and raising a ghost army. Um, and at the end, uh, the there's another hussy encounter. Um, and this, okay, so we've been ripping on the hussy stuff so far for him, like being weird about Vriska, who is, like, a kid. Um, but in this encounter, uh, it, it crosses the line from weird and I don't know to just straight up, like, satire of that kind of guy. Yeah. And I am now on board with it, and I think it's funny. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I, okay. As long as it's not too radical. Um, but yeah, it basically, like, Hussey basically says, like, you know, uh, she might look 13, but actually she's uh, thousands of years old and is older than me even, so, uh, it's fine. Um, and I laugh because that's a real kind of guy and they're terrible. Incredible, um, incredible that, that, that type of guy you could make a joke about in, in 20, 20, what, 13? This is 2012. 2012, and it, it, it is still very much, a. A, a type of guy that exists today, horribly so. I hate that type of. I hate that type of guy. I hate Weeaboo's dude. Um, it it makes me so mad actually that like this is a joke in here, and there was a Weeaboo troll, and like he just gave up. Like there was so much potential to make another guy that we could have hated vociferously for an episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, all we got was like this kind of really uncomfortable racist caricature um there's also a joke about the kickstarter whoa uh we'll explain the kickstarter later yeah when we um, get to the the, the hive swap episode <laughs> not yet um but the hive swap let's play or whatever we're gonna do yeah, about that but but it's just worth knowing that like by this point the kickstarter has happened uh hussy has acquired two million dollars frightening Nearly two and a half million dollars. Yeah, uh, from a seven hundred thousand dollar goal. Pre- pretty big deal at the time. Uh, just yeah. in, in the grand scheme of like Kickstarters in general. Yes, this was 
it, yeah, we'll talk about this more at a much later date, but um, it is important to note that uh, that, that, that Homestuck having a giant Kickstarter that raised millions of dollars was fucking huge in 2012. <laughs> um, and, and he threw it all away. Uh, Man. At Mina. What a shame. Um, and this flash ends with uh, Mina running into Riska, Tavros, and John hashing it out. Uh, the Dream Bubbles. But wait. There's something that you missed. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, little did you know, there's another hussy Easter egg. Holy fuck! Um, if, if, if you continue playing as Damara, uh, it, 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 it's, it's... Oh, no. Like, in, in the past flashes, there, like, if you tried to, like, exit the room as a different character, it'll be like, hey, this is, this is Mina's thing. You, you gotta be Mina mm-hmm. to leave the room. Uh, that doesn't happen with Damara. Uh, and if you continue playing as Damara and you go to, uh, Arania talks about selling her, uh, her stand, her, her little stand where she tells people information. Uh, mm-hmm. and, if you if you walk to the stand while you're playing as Damara, Hussey will be there, and he he will give you little bits of dialogue about all of the different before and trolls, and pretty much all of it is completely worthless information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he, he he does apologize to Dante Basco directly when you ask about Rufio. <laughs> He he, he he says, with apologies to Dante Basco, Dante, I'm sorry about this. All of this. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> he should be apologizing to everybody. So true. He, he There are little quips in here that, that are hussy very much being like, haha, don't you think these guys are so shitty? And it's like, I get it, man. They're bad on purpose, but they're not bad on purpose in a good way. Yeah, it's like... Okay, okay, well, uh... Alright, first, what does he say about Cankery? I'm really curious. Um... Where is the Cankery? So look at this. Uh... Oh my god, this fucking transcript is so long. It, 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 it is very long. Uh... Oh, okay, so it's the bottom. Yeah, the, the stuff that he said about Cankery was kind of... Uh, uh... Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this. I, I will read it to our listeners, uh... Hussey says, did you know, it is a Homestuck fact that 99% of all readers didn't read or care about anything Kankley said. So in other words, he's exactly like all terrible social justice bloggers. Some social justice bloggers get angry at the joke that he is, but those are the terrible ones, and being terrible is why they get angry. They want to be terrible in peace without being mocked. That is what it is like to be a justified target of ridicule. You feel sad and angry all the time, and you don't know why. Uh, and then he says Kankley wears a cute red sweater and is otherwise fairly adorable. Poor him acts like a mom, which is also cute as hell. I'm glad that in the past ten years, Hussey seems to have learned that, like, harassing teens is, is like, stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I'm looking at this. Uh, what do you say about Porn? Porn is better at social justice than Kanker because she isn't a boring asshole. Some social justice people should try looking like that. Oh my god. Looking into that. Okay. For a second, I thought he was say, <laughs> oh my Christ. I, I, I read that about a hundred times more misogynist than it actually was. <laughs> um, Porn wants there to be equality for ladies, 
Not everybody cares about that, though, which makes it hard for people like Purim. That's the way it is in the real world. Challenges. But in any case, she's a vampire with cool tattoos. End of story. Um, this is less offensive. It's... I... We talked about the... The the weirdness of, um... Of the Cancri Purim thing. Like, you know, you're having a caricature for the SJWs you don't like and the one, then the ones that you do like. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's... It, I have a difficult time formulating any interesting opinion on this. Um, but uh, I guess I, I, I guess a big ups to Hussey for acknowledging that sexism is a problem. Based? Hussey based? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of take another one. I, I, did, I completely missed these. Um, yeah, most of them are, like, are just kind of things that are easy to pick up on. It's just Hussey just commenting on what he's already written. Uh, one one that I did think was funny was uh, when he when he talks about Latula. He says Latula likes to high five people all the time, but doesn't like to be left hanging. That's a pun because Red Glare likes to hang people with nooses. Mindfang ultimately left Red Glare hanging that way too. I'm explaining jokes here. What I told you these these stories would suck. You get what you pay for. <laughs> pretty pretty good. Uh, the horse one. This dude is just equious on horse steroids. At the end. Um. <laughs> Cronus is the worst character in Homes, like my nautical mile. Any questions? <laughs> Most true thing Hussey has ever said. Insane. Um. Okay, the Mina one's kind of fun. Is 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 there's there's a bit more at the Mina one. Um, let's see. Mina's kind of throwing a bone to the people, the Pisces people who got stuck with fairy. <laughs> Thank you, Hussey. Um. Thank you for all the Pisces people. I'm not a Pisces person. Um, Feferi didn't really do anything, and then she died. Uh, he's living out the number of slurs she said, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you know. Alright, I see you, hussy. Uh, Mina's a cool, sassy punk who has more important stuff to do than Feferi ever did, which is true. You just spent, like, the last three hours playing through these games from her POV, so obviously you know that. You're probably sick of fish puns by now. Not true. After a while, you start running out of fish puns. You can overdo it with fish puns, much like you can overfish the ocean. You start literally running out of fucking fish. <laughs> Be careful out there. Mina discovering that raising an army is Mina discovered that raising an army is hard. Oh yeah, that's a typo there. But you know what else is really hard? You know, but you know what's really really hard? What's really hard is making games. Games disguise the effort that go into them, probably like few other crafts. In order to make a game that is even slightly better than mediocre, someone probably had to die in the process. Like, building pyramids. Nobody actually died when making these games, though. Hence, they were just okay. I would disagree. But still, <laughs> if you add up all the work done collectively on these last three games, it probably was com- comparable to the man hours that went into S Cascade. You, you know what that is? That's a silly-ass fact. This is mostly true. This is... Yeah. He's right about games. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. These are pretty funny. Um, better than anything else that was in the Flash pre Dave and Rose. Um, but but uh, yeah. I, I, um, I th- okay. I I do. Maybe the bit about Damara that he says is is a little bit worthwhile. Maybe because uh, he does comment on the fact that like her Japanese is just shitty Google Translate Japanese. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean. You could at least, like, you could at least reach out to the Weeb fan community, or, you know, God forbid, any actual Japanese fans for help with your shitty racist caricature. I don't know whether that would make it worse or better. Um, probably both. 
I don't know. Shouldn't have done this. Man, we, we, this. we didn't even touch on the fact that, like, Damara is supposed to be, quote-unquote, East Alternian. I mean, East Beforean. East Alternian? <sighs> Beforean. East Beforean. Yeah, that that is... it. Arania does mention, when you ask her about Damara, that uh, Damara uh, immigrated from the East. Um... Uh, eh. You can stop listening to the episode now if you want, anybody. So true. <laughs> That's not true. We have Rosemary to get to. You're right, you're right. Um, let's get out of here. Let's push on. Let's let's talk about far more fun uh things. Um Yeah. Uh cause, cause you know, we do we do have a great time here. Um so we are we we go back to the meteor and the way this is framed is kind of confusing um because the the narrations like implies that it is uh like uh very different um but it, it would seem that this was like the same day yeah as what we just saw yeah um so uh it, Assuming that I'm not an idiot for thinking this is the same day, let's move on. Um, so, Dave is homebrewing raps. Um, and they're terrible. There is no rhyme or reason to any of these verses. They do not. There is no flow. Uh, nothing rhymes, literally. Um, and uh, I think our new our new highest Patreon tier should be that we go on a Discord call with you and we'll rap this. <laughs> Um, it's, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, meanwhile, uh, Rose is sloshed. Um, she is hammered. Absolutely. Uh, she really she is. is. not, she's doing, she, she is doing very well. Um, Dave is, Dave just, like, trying to, like, rap, um, while Rose is, like, sitting next to him, like, drunk off her ass is really funny. Um, it's, it, it's incredibly Dave to just, like, not even be aware of this. Yeah. Oh, we gotta mention the line, kick it, Barack. <laughs> oh, yes, kick it, Barack! Um, One of the best oh, lines shit. at Homestuck. Just, like, it's, it's at least, like, top three. Here's where Obama's rap solo comes in. No, but how dope would that be? <laughs> He'll fuck me, that would own. <laughs> oh, shout out to kick it, Barack. So good. Um, yeah. I, did we ever, when we were doing Act 5, did we ever talk about the, the post about, I think we did, about the Obama presidency? I think we did. Did we? I I mean... I, I'm not I, sure. I don't remember. We might I want to get back to this, but, uh, we'll talk about the Obama presidency post sometime soon. This is a promise. Um, but yeah, uh... Rose is Rose is very drunk, um, and the reason that she is very drunk is that she is nervous about uh her date with Kanaya later, um, which Dave has accurately identified as a date, and Rose is still in denial about. Um, the <laughs> Rose has this very long drunk monologue, um, the. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It's it's there. I mean, she talks about the the difficulty of synthesizing an apple because of its nature just being a unit and not being defined by itself entirely, which is fun. Um, this is I think it's uh, this is like way better like drunk writing than Roxy was when she first showed up. I gotta say, yeah, like yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, like this is like I can very realistically believe that this is how Rose would behave when she's drunk. Um and it's it's fun. It's fun. Um but yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Dave has a line in here that I thought was really funny um where he comments like uh what does he say? He's uh, uh this is on page 5405 where he says um you could be at, like, a drive-in movie theater making out with each other, all exchanging class rings while giving birth to each other's fucking children, and you would still be all coy, like, is it a date or isn't it? Hmm, who can really say for sure? And I think that that line has just aged, like, so much, just, like, so well. Yeah. Um, just an excellent commentary on the, the difficulty of dating in the modern day. Um, and from what I hear from lesbians how difficult it is to be a lesbian and <laughs> be sure that you're on a date um i think in my notes i said yeah i said uh dave uh with providing excellent commentary on the ambiguity of lesbian relationships um uh kanaya shows up um uh surprised to see the surprised to see the state of things um Apparently, uh, Rose forgot when they were going to hang out, um, and Kanai was just waiting in the common area, uh, for a while, um, which Rose is really distressed about, uh, Dave has, Dave has some commentary on, uh, how everybody in this, like, just room full of smooth operators here, um, and, uh, Rose is nonetheless determined to salvage the evening, and, uh, her and Kanaya uh, walk out, leaving Dave to his raps on his own. Um, it's happening, everybody. It's happening. Everybody strap <laughs> in. Everybody, everybody strap in. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they 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 go they 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 walk away. Um, and uh, Kanaya inquires. Um, so now that I know that this is a now that I know this is a date, what what were your plans? Um. And Rose is like, you know, I, I don't know, just hang out, like, be normal, talk about something that's, like, you know, not a, 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 a nightmare. Um, their Gamzee is honking in the distance. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, fe- there's the federal fucking issue reference, which is a, a staple of 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 thing of, of homestuck um rose uh rose appears to notice gamzy in the vents or hears him um and in uh, it seems to be some kind of vengeful measure uh let's slip uh the secret that gamzy confided in her uh earlier in the day um about uh, how him and terezi are in some kind of thing um but, uh, at the same time, Rose is conflicted because she doesn't want anybody to... She's tired of people fighting, which I guess is motivation for why she wouldn't turn Gamzee in. But at the same time, she's really drunk, and 
that's a drunk person thing to say. Um, but Kanaya seems to also be okay at this point with not, with giving up her clown hunting ventures. Uh, and she says she's done trying to kill him. Um, but sometimes just gotta let something go. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Rose explains the situation and the problem she sees with it, given that, you know, Terezi and Karkat are still sore. Um, Karkat and Gamzee are still, uh, Moirels. Uh, and the, and the, the revelation that, uh, Gamzee and... Terezi have anything going could be uh, devastating to Karkat and the general social dynamics on the meteor. Um, and Kanaya responds to this by explaining that uh, we actually had a thing for this. We call this uh, auspice this ship, um, which is a word I still hate. I still hate it's it. It's a horrible it's, word. It... It's obnoxiously difficult to write and read and say. <laughs> um... But uh, she explains the concept to Rose, and Rose is uh, delighted at this. Um, but it sends her into this. Uh, she's she's just so overwhelmed and uh, by the prospects of troll romance, and she is caught up in it. And then it happens. It, it fucking happens, everybody. Everybody was waiting for it. We have our, our second uh, glorious homosexual kiss in I forget how many pages it's been. Uh, but uh, there it is, everybody. These bitches gay. Good for them. Good for them. I was so happy about this when it came out. I, th- I think a lot of people were. The the, yeah. the the shot of them kissing like at the top of the stairs was a pretty big cultural moment in the Homestuck fandom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, like again, at this point, I I I had long since clocked out of being a regular reader, but I uh, I heard I got wind of this and I was very happy about it. Um, in fucking 2012, that was nine years ago. God. I was, like, I was 14 years old, John. That's crazy. Nightmare. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm still pretty happy about it. This is cute. Um, it's, yeah, pretty great. Um, and then Rose falls down the stairs in a comedic fashion. Drunk happen, ex-Rose... Combo Bob. Combo Bob. I, the, the panel of her sliding down the stairs, hitting her head on every <laughs> stair. Powerful stuff. Vent shaft. Uh, weird honk. Weird honk. <laughs> um, hope she's okay. Um, but, uh, we, we find ourselves dragged back to Flashworld. Any thoughts on this? Sorry, I just clicked on the, the, the weird honk and got linked to the Sweet Bro and Helen Jeff page, and I... Oh, yeah! I completely, for, links to the... <laughs> I completely forgot about the fucking Subway comic. <laughs> this leads to the best Sweet Bro and Helen Jeff! Stop smelling those sandwiches, you hideous cock! She's escaping to the side! <laughs> One of the... Maybe not the best, but, like, it is a top-tier Sweet Bro and Helen Jeff. Um, the, <laughs> the weird, like, the concept... <laughs> Of you and your weird life partner, <laughs> who are both fucking shitty, like, gaming stoners, like, t- simultaneously taking a woman out on a date to the subway to stand outside and smell it. <laughs> like, it is the funniest thing 
that Hussey has ever come up with. It is so good. This comic makes me laugh every fucking time I see it. And it has made me laugh every time I see it for like 10 literal years. So good. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. There's so much about this that is just fucking spectacular. That rank ass vent wind <laughs> smells like shit. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking funny. Um, oh god. <laughs> Where at the beginning we said that we would keep up with Super Hell Jeff when it was relevant. We lied. Um, <laughs> and it we have proven ourselves to be incapable of keeping that promise. But we got it here, and this is where it really matters. Holy shit! The the one before this one is the it, it's Tuesday, you fat nasty trash one. No. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Ah, oh, I love the 420 gif on that one. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know. This subway, I don't, it's, so, it's, it's so good. I know that like, it doesn't maybe make the best content just be telling people, oh, this, this is so funny to me, but it is, and this is my podcast. So you have to suffer through me just fucking laughing at this. We're going to do a whole Sweet Bro and Hell Jeff episode where we just sit here and laugh at the comments. <laughs> And tell everyone how funny it is. Oh, this shit's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Even the end just like crawling into it. Like, why is it so fucking funny? God, okay. Does somebody look like anything to you? Huh? What? Nothing. What? Subway? I mean, like the 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 color of it. And like the, Among the, Us! The panel. <laughs> no fucking way! No fucking way! Hang on. Oh, this is gonna age like shit. <laughs> Let me hang on. I gotta, I gotta screenshot this and like post it. <laughs> this is our worst. This is one of our worst episodes. We're getting through it. We're <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done. We're almost done. Um. God, I you know what I I needed I needed this comic um I need I needed to laugh at this with you after the the flash <sighs> yeah the, the idea is to go to go to the subway and stand outside and smell the smell that the sandwiches make for a while ah <laughs> uh, perfection and ah uh, love it. Man. Okay. Sweetborn Hello Jeff. Um, Great stuff. Did, any thoughts on Sweetborn Hello Jeff? Did you did you ever buy like the 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 physical book? No, and every day I live in regret that I did. I have the physical book at home. <laughs> oh my god. I need I st- How is it? I still need to buy the new one that uh uh Drill and Casey Green worked on. Uh Oh yeah, that was the one that was supposed to come with spoons, right? Yeah. Uh, that's been out. I think they still have leftover copies on Topatico. Oh. Uh, but the, 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 the first book is great. I, I love the coupon that's just, like, in the fucking middle of the book. It's, it's so good. It's so funny. Wait, what's the coupon for? I think it's a Subway coupon. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um... I'm going to pull us back a level here okay. uh, in the interest of getting rooted again. Any thoughts on uh, Kanai and Rose kissing? Good for finally? them. Good for them. I'm nodding. 
Great um, stuff. Happy for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the the conversation is really cute. Um it, I'm sure that there's some conversations about, you know, Rose being wasted. Um but, you know, these let him let him figure it out. Uh she's the one who took initiative. It's 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 a messy situation, but you know, I'm happy for them. Um and then we get a mini strife. How yes. Um, we get the fake out uh, loading page that I actually fucking fell for. I think everyone falls for it on the first time. Well, here's the thing: the the unofficial collection actually has the audio thing there. Um, Is it like clickable? Like, yeah. Oh, the uh, <laughs> Bambosh went out of their way uh to 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 to. I keep stuttering today. Um, to make the fake out experience as authentic as possible. Goddamn, um, good for this fake out loading screen. Um, but yeah, then there's the real mini strife. Um, not well. Okay. Uh, the basic the the, the thing that happens in this flash is uh, Mina and Vriska encounter one another. Um, we we get a reminder of their uh. Their goals at this point, they both want to amass a, a, a large following, um, Mina to kill Lord English, uh, and Vriska to distract him, uh, and with a large ghost presence. Um, they, there, there's a, there's a big, there's a big character pile and it doesn't stop from getting taller and that's what happens. Yep. Um, I, I really don't know what to say else to say about this. Um, the, the end is, and it's interrupted at the end, um, seemingly by, uh, Callie, uh, of all people. Um, yeah, but, but it feels wrong just skipped right to the next page like that. So I'm going to ask if there's anything in there that you, you liked or wanted to call out. Um, I just thought it was fun. Like, it, it, it was more fun than, like... All of open bound. <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, the 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 way that like the before ends are presented here are like it's like fine. Like they're likable here. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know if I would go with entirely likable, but like tolerable. they're a lot more they're a lot more digestible. Yeah, tolerable. Um, when they have like five lines and they're in a giant clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, um, instead of having 1,500 lines and being in a giant clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh, this flash was another big moment in the fandom, uh, because Jesus Christ, after this came out on Tumblr, you could not go anywhere without seeing, like, many striped sprites in people's bios uh, on their Tumblrs. It, it, it was just always there for, like, years. The, the- Did that- the mini stripe sprite could, format is like iconic now. I could swear that those predated this flash. No, they did not. They didn't. At least the, okay. They could have. I don't know. Cause I remember. I mean, when I was a kid and I was on Tumblr, I remember having like the feastings pixel edits on my blog. Um, like now the the two common things to have on your okay. History, history, teachable moment. Um, 
Back on Tumblr, it was really common, uh, before, like, card or any of those things became popular, um, Tumblr would let you, like, set up, like, custom pages and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty popular for one of those pages that you would have on your blog to be, like, links to your friends' blogs, which was, I don't know how many people actually found more people to follow by, like, stalking their, their follows' friends. Um, but it was mostly an exercise in, like, giving cute shoutouts to your friends in some way. Yeah. Um, and the most popular ways to do that were either with, um, the Homestuck, uh, pixel edits, which are by an artist who went by Feastings at the time, um, that was their URL, uh, or with Dang and Ronpa sprites. Um, <laughs> and the, the <laughs> I just, I just had to bring that because I just remember that. Um, but yeah, the Feastings ones, uh, I remember I, I made some of those for my friends, um, and that was a lot of fun. I, okay, uh, I, I just went to the Mini Strife uh, wiki page, uh, and it does it does say here in the notes, a number of the sprites had already been made as fan art before being incorporated into the Flash. At least some of them were made specifically for it with some direction from Andrew Hussey. There we go. Yeah, so they did exist beforehand. Very cool, very cool. Very cool. Get to see- so now I'm now I have no idea whether or not the the stuff that I was working with when I was like a wee baby Aiden um was was pre or post mini strife. <laughs> all 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 the sprites are here on the wiki page. It's, it's great stuff. You get to see March Aridin right there. I, was, I knew you were gonna bring up March <laughs> Aridin. Yeah. Did we explain March Aridin already? I maybe. Do you wanna give a refresher if I don't know the full if, story if about March Aridin. I know. Okay, I know a little. I know bit it was a calendar thing. Yeah, the reason it's the reason it's March, Aaron. So like, um, this is a thing that like years ago, um, like a decade ago at this point. Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. Uh, but like the the Homestuck uh fan art calendar was a big thing. I think it was sold on Topatico even. Yeah. Um, or whatever the official store was. At it's, the time. it's still a thing. Um, it's it's just being sold by four fans by fans now. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's actually really awesome to know. That's like a fucking long ass tradition then um but uh one of the uh one of the more notorious things from one of those calendars was i do not know what year it was but the the entry for march on one of those calendars um was Aridin wearing a tube top and a skirt um and that that outfit became an iconic look for Aridin that was typically referred to as march Aridin. um and I think that we brought this up before, uh, because it just squares so perfectly with like, uh, if Aridin was written again today, he would be like a racist femboy. Yes. Um, and it, it is some prophetic shit that uh, one of the most that that the 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 most racist femboy character in the beta trolls uh was actually at the time in 2011 portrayed as a racist femboy. <laughs> Um, so I, I guess, uh, shout out to whatever genius, um, did that or not. I don't know. I don't know what they've done. Um, it's probably fine. Um, shout out to March Aaron. Yeah. March Aaron makes an appearance in the mini strife. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some cute stuff in the mini strife. Uh, the main, the one, the, the things I thought were funny, um, were, uh, Cronus and Aaron's little conversation. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. 
um, where, uh, I think Cronus attempts to hit on Aridin, and they're just both shocked that, uh, Aridin is, like, shocked that somebody is taking interest in him, and Cronus is shocked that somebody is, like, not immediately repulsed by him, and it's like, ah, a match made in heaven. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I liked, um, and, uh, you can probably, you, you can probably guess this, but, uh, I liked a lot the, the bit where Aradia, like, oh my God. <laughs> ran into Equius and was like, hey, I think it's kind of weird how you keep, uh, how you have this thing going with all my robots here. Um, I never, I was never really a big fan of this. Uh, I, you're a creep. And I was like, yes, queen, get him. <laughs> um, stop laughing at me. Uh... And, uh, I think that was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, Carcat yelling, I hate the afterlife, over and over is my favorite part of it, though. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, the, yeah, Mina and Vriska at the end clash for their, their ghost collection, um, and they're interrupted by Callie. Or are they? Uh. I, 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 I do think one thing that's worth saying, uh, from the Flash uh -oh. is, is that, uh, they say if the if there's a draw in their fight, they will combine their plans. Let's go, let's go. But yes, uh, Callie has now interrupted the battle, or so we think. Yeah, it may or may not be fan fiction, um, because we see that it, it is written on a journal page, yeah. which is shortly defaced by Caliborn. Yep, <laughs> idiot bitches. Thanks, thanks, Caliborn. <laughs> I man, this guy, this little freak, um, he just he just rips that whole chunk of pages yeah, he, right out of there. Yeah, he that, that that is a shit ton of pages. Yeah, I it's really something to consider that Caliborn is uh, ostensibly now in his session, um, whatever that may be. And he has gone back just defacing his sister's life's work. Like, what a little freak. Horrible. <laughs> what a little fucking weirdo. Nightmare. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And, uh, th th there's this transition, uh, it's a, a little bit clever. I'll give Hussey some points for this one with the, the journal page going to John actually passed out. Yeah. Um. It's clever. Um, but he wakes up, uh, on in his driveway and he, he realizes he still has, he actually has the ring. Oh shit. And he fucking does a funny face. That is a pretty funny face. <laughs> it's a pretty funny face. And then the curtains close on Axis Intermission 3 and we are fucking done with it. It's that. over. It's over. We, <laughs> we survived. My hands are in the air. I'm so happy that we made it here. Thank fucking God. Man. I hope I hope we never hear from any of those freaks ever <laughs> again. Please tell me that 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 Cankery makes a minimal appearance in the rest of us. I, I I think pretty much all of them except for like Arania and, and Mina get get banished to background character dimension. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> You know, okay, I'm glad I'm glad that Porim got to have that constructive little bit with Kanaya before she left forever. Um and uh I'm glad that Latula managed to to be cool and have an interesting conversation in her one flash. Um and uh 
God. Good fucking riddance to the rest of them. Oh. So true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we made it. Um, I had a random thought when I was saying that earlier about Kelvin being in his session. Um, I think I had this random thought earlier. Uh, t- but, like, is... And you can't answer this question. Um, but the thought I had was, uh, is the, uh, is the session that Caliborn is sucked into, um, just, like, his starting, like, the universe? Like, is, is this, like, just his starting point for conquest and, like, the, the whole thing that's been set up by Skyanet is just, like, a a self-fulfilling Terminator-ass loop to get Wood English into the universe to destroy it the multiverse to destroy it to create that situation at the end where there's like the dead earth and like the big red sun like i don't know i saw i, th- I thought of that and i was like oh that'd be really sick um but you're not allowed to say anything about it yeah i'm just sitting here <laughs> yeah um yeah i think this is the end of our page range um when i was doing this reading i accidentally went uh like three pages over um which up. happens to <laughs> which happens to be quite a lot of space on the map <laughs> um but, uh, but yeah, uh, for all intents and purposes today, we have finished Axis and Emission 3. We have. What, 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 what are our, our, our thoughts on it as a whole? <laughs> that sucked. It sucked. Yeah, it, it, um, it really does. It, it's, it's such a drag to get through. And it, it makes me sad because, like, I, I, I think one of the things that Homestuck does best is, is how it meshes different mediums together to create a story and the idea of having these 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 little video game walkarounds where you like do shit like built into the comic itself i think that's such a great concept and it's it's it sucks so bad that like the the ones that we get that are like the most ambitious are like the worst ones and they just they're just there (laughs) Yeah, you said it now onto our page range. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, the whole thing feels like uh, just a, a a potentially good idea just executed very badly. Yeah. Um, like I don't think that there needed to be a part of this where we we break out of like important stuff to get a bunch of background information on characters who are just meant to be caricatures of like annoying people on the internet. Yeah. Um it just it just feels so incongruous. Like this this is like shit that you would get as like a one panel joke in like act one and two. Yeah. But but it's like the densest word count per page in the comic. Um Yeah. Uh feels bad had had some great dave and rose stuff um i'm really glad that we got to to like hang around with our beta characters for a while in this because they were they were by far the strongest parts yeah um but yeah the dancesters are just you know um i'm not gonna miss them that much yeah i'm not either They're, they're they're one of those things where i'm like yeah, I'm pretty sure there's better characterizations of these characters outside of the comic. Like, I, I, I yeah. would not doubt that there are fans out there who have written better versions of these characters. 
God bless anybody with the patience to write a better version of Kankery. Like, maybe if you like Kankery that much, there might be some, like, you might want to just go to therapy. Um, but also just God bless you have the patience to try to make a better version of that. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably the most notable instance of people attempting to write better versions of these characters is uh, the fan game Befriend Us, uh, which is a it's a visual novel uh, set on Before Us, uh, mm-hmm. where you where you meet these characters before they enter the game. And I haven't I haven't like touched it yet because I want to wait until it's like closer to being finished. It's it's been pretty slow with updates, but there are definitely attempts out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we, like we're talking about the start of the episode, like you know, it's the the breadth of fan works is awesome. Um, and I'm kind of glad that like this this stuff is never going to stop being explored. Uh, specifically here because um, you can, you, you, listener, can do a way better job with these characters than this did. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. <sighs> so we are now officially, we are, like, this is uncharted territory now, huh? Yes, we're, we're, I don't want to use the words final stretch, I don't, <laughs> Oh, I mean, final stretch is in, like, final, like, 2,500 pages? Like, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. Um, but, uh, we are now, um, we are in the territory that, uh, other, other fan projects have not been able to, or other revisitations have not been able to make it past. Yeah. Or struggle to make it past with, well, what do you say, uh, what's the name of the project where they were voicing the whole thing? Was that Let's Read Homestuck? Yeah, it's Let's Read Homestuck. Yeah, you said that they like took years to get through this. Are they actually through it? Or are they still mired in it? Um let me let me look. Uh go on their YouTube. Uh <laughs> I was thinking um when I was like with the Demaris stuff, I was like, man, let's read Homestuck probably had a hell of a time finding anybody who was willing to do this. Yeah. Uh the 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 last thing that they uploaded uh was Act 6, Act 4, which is what we're going to be oh. covering next time. And they uploaded that a month ago. Let me let me scroll back and see, like, when they covered, started doing uh, Open Bound. Um, uh-huh. Three years ago? Whoa. Four years ago? Whoa! It's it's gonna be That's almost four years ago when they when they first started open bound. I am so happy for them that they they made it out They're out of it. They did it. Yeah. So we're not a, we're not officially uh, past anything yet, but you know, we're not officially like the farthest yet. But you know, I think that we can give ourselves a big old pat in the bat. Good for <laughs> pat us on the back. Good for us. Yes. We did we didn't end the podcast. <laughs> We didn't, like, honor suicide the podcast uh, because of this bullshit. Uh, we made it through. Um, you know, I thought for a while that, like, this might, like, this this could be, like, a popular thing, given that, uh, you know, it's a thing that a lot of people probably have me- very loaded memories of. Um, but I think that at this point I am totally okay with these episodes just being the the, the, the second generation version of our uh, original intermission episodes where nobody <laughs> gives a shit and they're terrible. Um, 
I'm glad we're done with it. Same. Um, what what are we doing next time? Uh, next time, we we are going to have our only episode where we cover two two different uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sections, chapters, headers on the map. Headers on the map. Uh, next next time we are going to be reading the entirety of Acts <laughs> Exact Four. Uh, that's so much it's so much uh, and, and then XX Intermission 4 we're gonna do all of it and it's gonna be crazy it's, it's gonna be pages oh god so that is 5438 to uh, hold on 5438 to 5511 these deceptively short page ranges um I think that I think that uh, Openbound has just scarred me, and any page range the shortest is going to strike fear into my heart. Good, be, be um, afraid. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, yeah, uh, here we are. We're done, but not really. But we're we're we're, we're I think we're we're checked out spiritually. Um, on 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 unfamiliar gray douchebags. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, um, I think this is an appropriate point to take to the close. How about you? Sure. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, listeners, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I am your co-host Aiden. I'm your co-host John. Um, John, would you like to give a shout out to our patrons? Sure. Uh, big shout outs to the Big Five: uh, Simon Martins, Corin, Aubrey W, Ina E, and Darsh. Two thumbs up. Thank you for money. Um, yeah. Uh, stay. Get ready to upgrade your membership when we uh when when we add the 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 two hundred thousand dollar a month tier where <laughs> John and I will rap Dave lyrics to you on Discord. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. Um, shout out also to all of our uh, other listeners. Um, you are you are wonderful. You are awesome. Uh, I love. I love having views um, on websites. Uh, and I just love the idea that anybody is tuning in to listen to our, our bullshit on this. Um, shout out to Alex, our wonderful editor and artist. Um, the absolute greatest does not get better than this guy. Um, and uh, catch us again next week uh, with pages 5438 to 5511, where we take our most ambitious reading yet. Uh, see you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>